Where were you at when I parked off? Riding the cool with the top off. I cannot fuck with no knockoff. I'm in the stool like a pop star. Damn it, I feel like an outlaw. You wanna talk with a bow dog? I'm in the room with the mouth loss. I'm in the room with the mouth loss. Let me deliver the home run. Yo, welcome to another episode of Big Facts Podcast. It's your host, Marcus Williams, back with another episode. Man, week seven. Honestly, the matchups really weren't as good as some of the other weeks, but damn, still had some upsets because college football never disappoints. Jack, bro, how you feeling, man? How you feel? Uh, even though I wear my hat today um, with a specific logo that I won't speak of. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Horns down this weekend. Horns down. It's one of those days where, you know, hey, it's two weeks in a row now where somebody's went just abysmal in the in the fourth, third and fourth quarter. So I took some two heavy I took two heavy losses here in the last two weeks, but we'll rebound back, come back next week, got a bye week this week, so we get the regroup, get some get some energy back into the team, get some well needed rest. Uh, Big 12 chance, Big Twelve championship uh, chances are really slim now, but we'll see what happens. We'll, you know, college football, anything can happen. We saw it this weekend. I mean, Purdue upsets Iowa. And then you got Auburn coming to Arkansas. Well, coming coming to Arkansas and saying, hey, Arkansas, we're just as good. But, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty good weekend. We got, we got some for sure, no doubts. One being Georgia smoking Kentucky's boots, uh, Alabama smoking Mississippi State's boots. Uh, so we we definitely saw a lot of you know we got to reestablish ourselves this weekend. Uh, Oklahoma had a good start off. Kayla Williams didn't look bad against TCU. Um, well, we'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks. What you got, Marcus? Yeah, bro. So honestly, you know, like you said, you know, number one Georgia. At home against Kentucky, college game day was there, and it really wasn't a game. Like, you know, Kentucky tried to hold their own, but Georgia held them to the least amount of rushing yards they had all season with, you know, they had under 60. Damn, I mean, honestly, the game should have been 30-7, to but, you know, Kentucky scored that last-minute touchdown and made it 30-13. to Georgia missed the extra – blocked the extra point. You had Iowa after the – Insane, you know, home one they had over Penn State, which is, you know, the top four matchup they had at the time in week five. You know, they come out in week six at home and they lose to Purdue 24 to seven. And that's just one of those things where it's like, you know, in college football, sometimes you get that real good high. And that next week, you don't prepare like you prepared the, you know, the other weeks, get knocked off, especially to a Purdue team that hasn't been playing bad this season. They're four and two now. So, you know, it's just one of those trap games that in college football, you, you can't have it. you got to play your best. Um, you know, like you said, Auburn, one of the big matchups in the SEC, Auburn and Arkansas. Auburn came out at Arkansas and won the game. And honestly, it's probably one of the best games I've ever seen Bo Nix play. Uh, he was accurate. He was able to scramble around and just be magical. And it's one of those things, that, as you said, that, you know, uh, as, as Anarian said, on one of the earlier podcasts that he thinks that just Bo Nix is one of those gamer quarterbacks that he's not going to wow you with the, you know, the flashy passes or like the consistency, but there's going to be times where it's just like, he's just a gamer and he's going to win you the game. Exactly. That was definitely one of those games uh, on Saturday. 
And uh, I, I, hate, I hate it to see it, but, you know, Florida once again loses to a depleted LSU team, and we gave up four, uh, 49 points and over 300 yards rushing. And literally the running back had more yards rushing. He broke the single this the school single school game record that damn Leonard Fournette had, but he had more rushing yards in that one game than he had all season. I mean, <laughs> no, you can't you can't make this up. You can't make it up. But honestly at this point, you know, I feel like I've been, you know, Florida fan for life for me. But hey, this season is just kind of like hey, I'm 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 not I'm not letting it make me mad anymore. I'm just hey, like whatever happens happens. We'll see what happens at the end of the season. How recruiting goes, go from there. But at this point, man, like no, I'm I'm not worried anymore. Not worried. Um, other matchups: Baylor over BYU. I think you know Baylor is showing that they're a really good team in the Big Twelve, a team to contend with. So hey, that'll be something to watch out for. They got to play OU in the next few weeks. So, you know, depending on how they go, you know, that could be a really big game. Obviously, they got Texas next, so that would be something. If Texas can bounce back, they'll have to win that one. Honestly, um, you know, as you said, Oklahoma State and Texas, that was a game where Texas had to leave. But, again, they uh, second half meltdown and don't win the game. So that being the case, you know, updated top 25 for week eight. And this is one of the things that, you know, I think is very important is they have Georgia at one, clear cut number one, unanimous, Cincinnati at two. And that's the thing that's going to be key because I think this is the year that a group of five team can get into the playoffs. And Cincinnati right now, for one, they're winning games like they're supposed to. They beat Notre Dame. They beat Indiana, the two Power Five teams that, you know, that was going to test to see, okay, are they legit or not? Even though those teams aren't as good as we thought they were, the fact of they still won those games. Um, you know, Oklahoma's at three right now. Alabama is at four. Ohio State's at five. Honestly, though, like, I like this top five, and I like, you know, they got Michigan at six, Penn State at seven, Oklahoma State at eight. Michigan State at 9, and Oregon at 10. And I think that's critical because the Big Ten, at the end of the season, you're going to have Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan State, all four teams that are in the top 10, they're going to play each other. So that's going to kind of settle itself out at the end of the season to see, okay, well, who's legit and who's not. And honestly, they might beat up on each other to where no one gets into the um, college football playoff from the Big Ten. So that would be another interesting thing. To see. But, yeah, man, you know, Devin, what do you think of the the top ten? I think that um, with Alabama being number four at this point, really, I think the committee is like, hey, like, we still think Alabama is a top four team. And if they were to come out and beat Georgia in the SEC championship, well, then, you know, you're going to have, without a doubt, two SEC teams in the college football playoff. Uh, yeah, right now that's looking like the case. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect it being any other way at this moment. Uh, definitely, I definitely can make the case right now that Alabama 
and Georgia are probably the front runners. Cincinnati is definitely my my team to be like, hey, listen, these guys, they, they, they pushed Georgia to the max last year, even though they lost the game because a couple fourth quarter uh, fourth quarter uh, mishaps and a lot of misuse of the ball in the fourth quarter. This team now has learned from them experience and they're looking like a tough, a tough out. Um, not saying, you know, they're going to give Georgia 40. No, no, I wouldn't say that at all. Cause that defense, oh, no, 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 no. This defense is too legit for that. Right now, I would probably say if I had to, if I had to put it out there, I'll probably say right now I'm going to go Georgia. Uh, is my is my all out number one right now? Uh, number two, I'll probably say Cincinnati deserves that spot until you know. Obviously, they lose. Yeah, I just think OU just hasn't looked the part. I mean, yeah, they're both OU undefeated, but OU hasn't looked the part, and that's where their offense scored the, the last. Their offense has scored in the last two weeks pretty well, but that's what Caleb Williams, not Spencer Rattler, the supposed. Heisman, Heisman, uh, front runner, but ever since the season started, he's lost that. Oh, so, so, and, and you know what? This is a crazy take, though. But I honestly, I think, I think his 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 time at Oklahoma. I think this is his last time. Yeah, last time because Caleb well. Williams started in in the, the the game against TCU last week, and I mean the offense was still going, and they, you know, essentially they dominated that game. And I just don't see them going back to Spencer Rattler unless Caleb Williams just has a breakdown, which yeah, which I don't see happening. Uh, he's a more he's more mobile uh, to me, a bigger arm, uh, not a bigger arm, but a more uh, versatile player. Uh, Spencer Rattler, he has a bigger arm, but I feel like you know he's inconsistent. Caleb Williams to me is more consistent in the sense of the throw. Yeah, he definitely has been. So and definitely the time shows right now two games two games straight he showed consistency, but back to the original uh, topic, AP polls yeah Oklahoma is right where they need to be number three. If you really want to be honest, I'll probably put Bama over Oklahoma even though Oklahoma's undefeated. Um, right now I, I I would I would honestly say this though, would you be mad if I if I put Oklahoma below, put Ohio State at six, Michigan at uh, Michigan at four, with Oklahoma at five. I got you know the one reason why Michigan isn't above Ohio State and Alabama is because they just haven't played anybody yet, and that's true. They really haven't. That's true. That's true. And then really? and I think that's what the committee is like. You know, they're fine at putting Michigan at six. The the AP poll, they're fine at putting them at six because. At some point, they're going to have to prove themselves. So it'll work itself out either way. Yeah. But, you know, with the eye test, bro, Ohio State still looks better than them. You know, Alabama still looks better than them. Oklahoma still looks better than them. Like, if they were to play head-to-head, those teams would be favored over Michigan. I push. I mean, you can say the same thing about Cincinnati, but at least Cincinnati has looked the part when they beat, you know, the Notre Dames and they beat Indiana and they beat the teams that they were supposed to beat. I just don't think Oklahoma deserves a spot. I'm just like, like, hey, man, undefeated Big 12 team. It's not because they're a Big 12 team. It's really just because the fact that they've all the ones they've had, they haven't looked good. Like, Except for last week. Except for last week. Last week, even TCU, the game came down to the game came down to the game. 
Huh? 52 to 31. No, I'm saying. They pulled, was, they pulled away. Yeah, they pulled they, away. It okay. was not. Yeah, I guess yeah, what I, mean, I, I just look at the game before the pull-off. You know what I mean? Like, I look, I looked at the first, what, I guess you could say three quarters or two I mean, quarters because, and a half. Because honestly, it, it was, and, and, and it really wasn't even like, like that game. Yeah, they just pulled off in the second half. Like, I yeah. can't really. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. That's what I said. It's better. It's, it at least shows progression. It at least shows progression because, you know, it's not something that they've done where it's like, okay, they either have a lead and they lose it, or they don't have a, or they're trailing and then they come back and win. You know, but this time it's like, okay, they pretty much controlled the game the whole time and, you know, they won it. I don't think they trailed the whole game. Uh, my, my, sleep, my sleeper right now is I'm going to say – Penn State's loss was to Iowa, which is a pretty pretty good loss. If they knock Michigan off, well, if Michigan gets knocked off, I feel like Penn State can make their way and probably make a bid for it. But for Yeah, that, I mean, I think all the Big Ten teams that are in the top ten right now, and even Iowa that's sitting at 11, they, they all still have a chance if they run the table. Exactly. Because the Big Ten, like, I think – Maybe Iowa is on the outside looking in only because they don't face Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. I mean, they already played Penn State, but Michigan State, they don't face those three teams in the top ten. So maybe their resume doesn't look as good, even if they do win the Big Twin Championship. But I think all the other teams, you know, if, if they went out or even if they have one loss, like if Michigan has one loss or Michigan State has one loss, and they still end up, you know, winning the Big Ten championship, then I think, you know, it'll work out. But, you know, it, it remains to be seen. That's why hey, college football, you know, every week matters. And that's just one of the things that makes it so great, to be honest with you. Um, going, going, I, I want to get your take on this, but going back to Spencer Rattler, if he does transfer, do you think he's the, uh, the number one free agent, as they as they call it in the transfer uh, order sometimes? You know? To be honest with you. I don't know because I don't know. And I, I don't have a team right now that has another quarterback that gets their starting quarterback that gets benched and the bench guy comes off the well, the dude that comes off the bench is just amazing. I mean, well, I mean, but, but and this, and this is why I say he, he's going to probably be the number one is because for one, the quarterback position is a premium. So, yeah. you know, those, some teams that they're like, oh man, we're just a quarterback away. And he can be that guy that just, you know, fresh start. Because, bro, he was a guy last year who he, you know, after his after his slow start, he started, you know, doing what got him into the preseason Heisman conversation this year to begin with. But, so if he can, you know, if he can – and honestly, like, his time at Oklahoma, like, the, the past few games, to me, he wasn't even a bad quarterback – because if you look at his completion percentage and, you know, all like that, his passing yards, it wasn't bad. But I think what was hurting them is the fact that at the time they couldn't run the ball. And because they couldn't run the ball, they were always in like third and long, which is why it's like, okay, well, now he has to always try and make a play and it just wasn't working. But, you know, you get him in an offense – or is like okay, we have a running game and we just need you to make the throws. Like he can do that. So I I do think that you know once the dust clears on on who leads for the NFL draft and you know I I think that 
I'm pretty sure he will stay for another season. And if he does and he transfers, like, yo, I think he will be a hot commodity for, you know, any team looking for Where is he going to go? Well, that's the thing. That's why it's like the NFL draft can really dictate that. And honestly, I think that he could even replace some guys that started this year. So my question is, okay, give me one team right now that you feel like is a situation that could fit him. Notre Dame. Do you think Notre, they, Notre, Notre Dame could be a place? Um, I think Ole Miss, if Matt Corral leaves, that could be a place. Him mm-hmm. with Lane Kiffin, but that could be a dangerous combination. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, you could say Oregon with, with if Anthony Brown leaves, but I think, uh, you know, I was at the Oregon game on Friday when they faced California. Stadium was rocking, cool atmosphere, but they almost lost the game. And a lot of the crowd was. They were booing Anthony, Anthony Brown, which I was like, damn, you know, booing the starting quarterback. I mean, I know he he wasn't playing well, but, you know, why boo him? Especially in the first quarter. I'm like, yo, it's just the first quarter. Like, give him a chance. And they was already like, we want Ty Thompson, the freshman, who's, you know, highly talented guy, elite 11 guy. But, you know, obviously, you know, he's, he's still a freshman, so – you know, they thinking they got the same thing as Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. You know, like not all freshmen can not all freshmen can just come in and just you know run light six, it six up, yards so. at a time, run six six yards for a touchdown. No, Marcus, I know. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but I, I think I think I think that you know there are a few teams that you know that quarterback away that can definitely challenge and and and, and um, you know Spencer Rattler could definitely be a guy that can help them because yeah. we all saw. What happens with you know Joe Burrow? It was a quarterback away, and we saw what they could do with LSU. I got one for you, Marcus. Oh, who? What if he ends up saying, "Okay, they just need a quarterback," because he could stay in the conference and go go with Oklahoma State. Defense is very young. Uh, yeah, they have a running yeah. game with J- with Jalen Warren, and I and it's he, not he because could, he, he lost to he him. Could, but I don't, I don't know, man. I think, and I mean, I might, I may be wrong, but I think when it comes to just loyalties, that's I don't think he would put from Oklahoma to Oklahoma State. Ah, that, that's that's tough. I think that's went from Texas Tech to Oklahoma. That ain't too much better. He stayed inside the conference. <laughs> yeah, he stayed inside the conference, but that's not like that's not the same. And Kyler Murray was the that. same way. He went from Texas A&M to Oklahoma. But but see, that's that's when they're SEC though, so it's different. Uh, I still, but I feel like it still holds that same no, quantity though. Nah, not now. I guess if you give it, you gotta think, brother. Nobody in the SEC is worried about that. That's like saying like like you know those those like Missouri and Kansas. Other than, you know, basketball and the other sports, but football, like, they don't play each other anymore. So it's like nobody's worried about that, That you know, that if they were to switch over like that. But, yeah, I, I just don't see him transferring. Like, to a team that you've been like, yeah, fuck Oklahoma State or whatever. And, you know, now it's like, oh, okay, I'm not Oklahoma State. Fuck Oklahoma. Like, yeah. That's the only reason lot. I say that is because they, they're one quarterback away from having – That's like going from Texas to OU or, you know – LSU to Alabama, like that. That's just you don't see people do that. Yeah, we've lost some guys, though. I understand, but I get what you yeah. say. But you know, now uh, 
And you know, one of the things that is is crazy right now is the Heisman. We don't really have a clear front runner, which is crazy. But yeah, yeah, we don't have a clear front runner because at this point, you got Matt Corral, you got Bryce Young, you got B. John Robinson. You got um, uh, Kenneth Walker from Michigan State. Yeah, and then it's kind of like I mean, I'm surprised they haven't. They haven't even. They haven't even gave Naylor the the wide receiver from Michigan State any any type of prep because because I because or he's not, not, he's not their best USC. player. Their I think best player is Kenneth Walker, and then USC. You can't put you can't put someone in the Heisman that that isn't on a winning team, bro. We yeah, know that. that's a good. One. I just said, but still, you can't. That uh, what's his name, London or yeah, Drake London. He's he's showing out, but at the same time, it's like USC suck right now. No, so. I, I know how it feels to be doing great, and your team is letting you down in the fourth quarter. Trust me. Hey man, hey, theirs is worse in the fourth quarter. You can believe that. Bijan Robinson is literally if if we were if we won these two games, Bijan Robinson is the leader in the hospital. Ooh, I don't know about that. Marcus, what Marcus, that's two hundred yard game. That's two that's so, two one hundred forty plus yard games. So the reason the reason why I say not the leader is because I mean if y'all won those two games We're we're top we're top it, we're probably top fifteen, top ten. Let's okay, but you also have Kenneth Walker that's in the same category. But same I think stuff, but they're undefeated. I just feel like the resume is going to be better. The Vijay's resume is going to be better. Uh, resume is going to be better. Let's be I mean, his, his resume would be better, except for the loss to except Arkansas. For the loss, except for the loss. But the resume, if we're, if we're comparing stats, Bijan's resume is better. Right now, because mm-hmm. if you had to say who's the best running back in the are, country, are you talking? Are you talking about rushing stats or no, just total all, total yards? All aspects. He's a because, better because Kenneth Walker leads the country in rushing right now. So. Yeah, and Bijan leads the country leads the country in TDs. <laughs> so okay. let's go. But I mean, but see, that's the thing. It's only about one. I mean, but still, if I if the score, so so, 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 so that's the thing. Though. So, so it's not clear cut. It's not clear cut because it you have okay. Kenneth Walker. No, it's not. Because I, I asked a question. How are you gonna have somebody that's undefeated and somebody with one loss? And yeah, they're they, and their stats are similar. So you can't say it's clear cut. They got a better defense. That don't that don't count. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm okay. joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> In all seriousness, no, no, no. Kenneth Kenneth Walker's a monster. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like if if but, but I, the, I think I think I think I think the Heisman race. If it doesn't clear up soon, it'll clear up probably like at the end, like the last few weeks where it's like all the like, you know, there's going to be a lot of really tough matchups, you know. If we lose Texas, the game, B. John Robinson's out of the Heisman regardless, so. Oh, know, for sure. Yeah, if I'm. I think the only, I think, I, yeah, I can't remember the last player. The last player that I know that won a Heisman with three losses was, um, RG three, yeah, I think he was the last. He one. had the most incredible season. With yeah, so, so you know, so so you know, and the thing about RG three that helped his case was he had his three losses kind of earlier in the season. Exactly, and when they had that, and they had the run, and then they beat OU, and then that's kind of was like, okay, Heisman. But you know, he he had to he had to beat OU with Texas. I mean, unless they, you know, make the Big 12 championship and beat we have OU. To run the table. I don't. We need law. And we beat need OU. You have, to, Oklahoma State you have to beat OU. You have to beat OU. Yeah. 
We we need Oklahoma State to lose. And right now, their schedule is set up. They're probably not going to lose till they face OU. They don't have anybody. And and that's the big thing is because, okay, Oklahoma State's undefeated, so you literally need them to lose three games, which is unlikely. Because the team, their schedule, their schedule right now as we stand, right? Yeah, they have Iowa State, Kansas, West Virginia, TCU, Texas Tech, and then OU. They, they don't. I don't see them. Lo- I don't see them losing three of those. So the only one I can probably give them a a, a a maybe for Iowa State's been playing okay lately. I'm not saying they're going to lose though. I choose. Well, that's the thing. Though. They 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 would be favored in every game except for Bellum. Exactly. So it's like I mean, and obviously we know in college football this year, you know, I really don't, I really happen, don't, but. I really don't you know, care too much for favorites because the fact of literally. Literally, we I mean, were favored against Oklahoma State. We were favored. We I mean, were, hey, look, that's what it's like. You know, anybody can lose. So we were, we were almost favored against Oklahoma. Which, oh, Jesus. Hey, look, that, that's what it goes. Like college football is a game of inches, man. Game of inches. Yeah, man. game of game of coach being scared. Oh, there's no break. Yeah. Oh, okay. I hear you. Hey, look, look, look. All right, let's go ahead. Switch <laughs> over to the next. So this upcoming week. You know, we got, I think, a big matchup in the uh, Pac-12. We got Oregon at UCLA. You know, mm-hmm. I think that will be – that that game will be a decider on, you know, who's going to lead the Pac-12 heading into the championship game, I think. At least – ETR healthy? Because that's going to play a big difference because, you know, he's been better on injuries for, like, the past week and a half. Like, that's, like, two Yeah, but, I mean, they beat Washington last week, and he had three touchdowns. So I, I would assume that he's all right, you know. And then uh, Zach Charbonnet, still doing Zach Charbonnet things. Oh, yeah. Most so, definitely. yeah, bro, I, I think that that would be a definitely a big matchup. If Oregon – Oregon needs to win it because running the rest of the table, I mean, after UCLA, to me, the hardest matchup they have is Oregon and Oregon State at the end of the season. So they can, you know, push through those two. And you know, win out because they have to win out. They have to win out in order to make the make the playoff, and they have to do it in a good fashion. Because yeah, like they're they're still in the top ten at number ten, and so they could sneak their way in. Because as we said earlier, you know, the Big Ten they have four teams that all have to play each other, so that's got to kind of you know uh, salt things out and you know shake things out, but. You know, I, I think you, as an Oregon fan, you have to know that these games, you have to, you know, win convincingly, at least the games that they're supposed to win. You know, the games where it's like, OK, like this team is clearly unmatched, unlike, you know, on Friday when they faced California, a team that only had one loss and they barely escaped with the win. And then, you know, next week you got LSU and Ole Miss, which honestly I think Ole Miss will – they're not going to pull a Florida. Let's just say that. So I think Ole Miss should be able to win that game. Alabama and Tennessee I think could be a really good game if Tennessee's offense is, you know, doing good, which they did well against Ole Miss. And, you know, Tennessee has definitely been a, a team that's played way better week through – like, you know, week by week. Um Honestly, though, you know, after that, I think Wisconsin, you know, Wisconsin and Purdue, that could be a big matchup for Wisconsin just to try and turn their season around. 
You know, we got Oklahoma State and Iowa State. I think Iowa State would need that win to try and turn their season around. Clemson and Pittsburgh in the ACC. We all know that no one in the ACC is going to, you know, go to the playoff. But Clemson and Pittsburgh, if Pittsburgh wins this game, they can, you know, solidify themselves as one of the better teams in the, you know, ACC. You know, beating Clemson. And I think if they beat Clemson, they'll effectively, you know, take Clemson out of the ACC championship, which we haven't seen Clemson, you know, not in an ACC championship since, I want to say, 2013 when Florida State went. Yeah. Other than that, they've been in every single year since 2014. So that would be a huge, a huge, like, accomplishment, not only for Pittsburgh, but just, you know, everyone else in the ACC, knowing that when we look at the talent gap between Clemson and everybody else, it's ridiculous. Yeah, most definitely. So, Mark, can I ask you a question? Hey, man, ask away. Week eight, you choose one upset. Where are you going? <sighs> and, you know, this will be a tough one. Honestly, if I had to choose one upset, I would actually choose UCLA over Oregon. That would be the one. Just because after seeing, you know, what Oregon did last week and knowing that UCLA is at home and, to, to be honest, you know, Oregon lost their starting running back, C.J. Burdell, to, you know, for the season. And not last week's game, but the week prior. So, you know, I think they were just trying to figure out how they were going to go about it. And I think what they tried to do is it was like, okay, we'll try and get Anthony Brown going. And that didn't really work out. So they went back to the running game and it worked. So it was like, okay, well, if they stick with that game plan, then, yeah, they have a chance. And, you know, but I think UCLA with what they have, and how this, you know, the schedules match up for this week, I think UCLA would be the team that has the most likely chance to upset Oregon. But, you know, what about you? What are you thinking? Um, I'm going to go I'm going to go with a SEC matchup. Uh, oh, SEC. I know you're not, not going to like it, but I'm going to say LSU gives these guys a game. These guys from Ole Miss a game. Um I'm not saying that they played excellent against y'all because obviously y'all didn't have any defense with 40-something points on the board. But <laughs> Non-exist. They literally beat us with one play. But Can't make this up. I just think – I think I'm going to go – I think – no, let me stop joking. I don't think – if they – I think Ole Miss can stop one play. But <laughs> Yeah. You know, hey, don't be real. LSU just has too many injuries, man. There's if I no had way. to go conference by conference, I'm going to say SEC, I'm going to say the LSU game. If I got to go Big 12, I'm going to say the Iowa State game. Uh, Iowa State's been playing pretty well ever since, you know, their two losses. Uh, one non-conference, one conference. So, okay. Well, so I'm I'm waiting to see how that's gonna look, how that's gonna play out. I think that's my game to watch this week. Iowa State and Iowa State and Oklahoma State is my game to watch this week. I feel like the guys uh, they they don't do very well against the run. Uh, B. John had a pretty sufficient day. I think Brock Brock Purdy and uh Bryce Hall, Brees Hall can come out and actually if they can get the run game started, it'll be pretty tough for them to beat. Well, get Iowa State off the field. Uh, not I mean, it could be a trap game knowing that they just had the, the game, you know, at Texas and now they got to go on the road again. So, yeah. yeah. So I just think it's 
it's two hostile environments. Obviously, they got past one, so you know they got past the first hurdle. This sucker hurdles though is just a little. It's not. It's about the same. Uh, hostile crowd. They come out swinging. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, okay, I got to go right. Pac-12. I'm going the same thing. I'm gonna say Oregon, UCLA. DTR's been playing out of his mind this year. Uh, he with the minors with the minor mistakes and I think what is it one loss or two losses. Two, yeah, the two losses to UCLA. Other than that, from what I've seen, even in those losses, they didn't look terrible, but they did. They didn't play to their best potential. Um, and I think one of the losses they lost DTR that game, didn't they? Uh, uh, yeah, but he, you know he, he's back. You know yeah, yeah. he played so, last week. Yeah, he played last week. Say, so in that back. loss, they lost. They lost DTR that game. But um, I will say, I will say that was, those are like my top three ACC. Uh, I'm really paying attention to that Clemson Pittsburgh game. Um, that were the receiver Jordan Addison is pretty pretty legit. Not saying he's the best in the country, but he's pretty legit. Uh, like their Pittsburgh offense in general yeah, this yeah. year has been insane. Yeah. I don't think I don't think they've scored less than than 40 points all season. And the one time, no, actually, no, they did last week against Virginia Tech. They only scored 28, but prior to that, they never scored less than you know, 40 points. And the one time that they did, uh, you know, they did lose. They gave up 44 points to Western Michigan of all teams. It's insane. Yeah. But ever since then, man, they determined never to go under 40. And I guess last week we'll find the streak. They had to end the streak. But, yeah, those are my games right now I'm watching. Uh, you'll probably see me on Bet Online this weekend trying to – Oh, for sure, for sure. Got to do that. a couple dollars, but got to do that, you know. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Those are my games to watch this weekend. Those are my big games. All right, cool. Hey, you know, we'll wrap up this podcast right here. Hey, you know, shout us out. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, whatever. Hey, leave us a comment. Tell us, you know, what we can do better, what we've been doing good. And, hey, look, shout-out to the NBA season starting tonight, you know. Yeah, let's go Celtics. Let's get it. Hey, <laughs> Bron Bron with the fifth chip. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all right, Dev, man. It's good talking with you, man. Hey, hit you up next week. Hey, most Dev.